self-esteem, self-competence, self-competence, and resiliency and perseverance are tools that parents can equip their children with starting from birth on. And, and when you think about it, if you don't feel good about yourself, or if you don't have um, strong self-confidence, or believe in your competence, or be able to problem solve and to be resilient, because as you make the journey on whatever you want to do in life, there are gonna be some setbacks, there are gonna be some COVID-19 and other things that are going to affect your life. So you need to know how to bounce back. You need to learn how to problem solve. And of course, you need to persevere. Heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and today I am live on the line with Sheila Sapp. Sheila, are you there? Yes, I am and happy to be here. Awesome. So glad to have you here. We were chatting before we got on. You said you're uh, coming in from Georgia. Is that right? Yes. Wood, the nice great little city of Woodbine, Georgia. Nice. Good Southern cooking out there and uh, <laughs> nice weather. Yes. It's, as a matter of fact, before... Uh, coming for this interview, I was out walking in the little theater park. I do that. I try to do that every morning. So it yeah, was that's great. Cool. Yeah. So for uh, those of you in our audience who've been following along with my wife and I's journey, we are now up in Sarasota, Florida. So we're getting closer to Georgia. Maybe if, uh, um, you know, mm -hmm. after the election and the coronavirus stuff, we might actually get to go up the East Coast a little bit this uh, um, this year. So we'll see. Maybe we'll have to wait till next year to actually get up there. But I do really look forward to getting to see Georgia and Car then the Carolinas and all that kind of stuff. Um, I hear it's beautiful, but we haven't got to go yet. So yes, should be cool. So what I want to do real quick for our audience who may or may not know you is go through a brief, some brief stuff here from your bio. Um, so Sheila is a uh, former elementary principal, assistant principal, instructional supervisor, reading specialist, curriculum director, and classroom teacher with over 40 years of experience in education. And you are currently the owner and founder of Sheila E. Cares Educational Consulting and Services, LLC. Um, and your primary focus uh, is on your consulting businesses to encourage, guide, and empower everyone to reach their full potential and obtain their life goals. So, with that, that brief introduction, Sheila, why don't we start off talking about what it is that you do, what you're known for, and who you help, what you help them with, um, that kind of thing. What I'm really known for is I am an encourager. So if I had a costume, I would have a big E right there in the center. I enjoy encouraging 
people, regardless of their age, um, their walks in life, to reach their full potential. And I became an elementary principal because I just had a genuine love for not only children and people, but the willingness um, to just help and to encourage others like I was encouraged when I was young. Uh, that's awesome. So um, what we generally do then to start off the show is to find out your origin story, right? And that is to figure out how you, you know, every good comic book hero has an origin story. And that's the thing that made them into the hero that they are today. And we want to hear that story. Were you uh, born a hero or were you bit by a radioactive spider that made you <laughs> want to get into the uh, educational consulting space? Uh, well, and, or did you start in a job and sort of make a transition into becoming an entrepreneur later in life? What was what was your story? Well, I, I really have to start back many years ago. I'm originally from New Jersey and I'm the oldest of six. So you can imagine. And as a, a young child, I went to an elementary school that was predominantly white. And I and I remember it when I started in kindergarten in first grade that I didn't have many friends in school, although, you know, I was very outgoing around the neighborhood and where I grew up, the street was all black. But I did have people from different cultures that lived on the outskirts of the street that I grew up on. So when I was in second grade, I remember being the only black child in the class. And during recess time, no one ever asked me to play or join with them in jumping rope or other games that we played in the schoolyard. So I spent my recess time just watching everyone and leaning up against the fence. And that was the daily routine. And one day, a student in my class, and her name was Karen, and she was Polish-American, came up and asked me to play. And I was just blown by that because up to that point, all I, you know, any talking to me was about my skin color, my hair, you know, my lips, why were they thick? And, you know, when you're young, you don't yeah. understand those questions. So you begin to think that something's wrong with you. But my life changed when Karen asked me to play with her and we became friends. So we, every recess we played together and we um, began to talk in school and I even got the opportunity to go over to her house and meet her parents and her brother. And we were friends all through second grade. And then in third grade, we were friends until I lost her due to a tragic accident. She was hit and killed by a train. And, and also her brother who was trying to help her. Both of them died. but. Um, it took That's me a long time to get over that, but I never forgot the lesson that I learned that there are people who may be white that don't look at your skin color or, you know, what you're, you look like, whether your hair is different or your lips are different. And with that, it made me promise that 
whenever I had the opportunity um, and whatever I did to give that message to others. And so consequently, uh, because I loved learning, I became a teacher and I made it a point to spread and to share my story about Karen with the students in my building. And I was a stickler for name calling. You did not call anyone a name other than what their name actually was. So, and I tried to live with that example so that when they looked at me, I want them to realize that I was accepting and I cared for them and loved them for who they were and not how they looked on the outside. You know, whether they were short, fat, uh, skinny, it didn't matter. I love them because of who they were. So that's the origin of my story. And, and that's why I have become the person who I am. And Karen set me on that, that path. That's awesome. So how did, how did that, uh, the transition go from a teacher to becoming a consultant? Well, as I said, I am an encourager and I retired in June 15th of 2017. So I have been a retiree for three years and I still have my passion for helping and for encouraging. And that's how I really got into consulting full time. And I do want to say that Sheila E. Cares, the concept of it has been around for a long time, but it wasn't until I retired that I could actually bring it to fruition. When you work as an administrator and all of the different things that you've named that God has given me the opportunity to do, you know, you have to give 200%. Being an administrator yeah, yeah. is a all day, every day job. So I really didn't have that much time to put into the consulting aspect. I was able to author three books and I at this time is waiting for a fourth book to be published. So, and of course now, that I'm getting into consulting. And just as I was starting to get my feet wet, COVID appeared. Yeah. And so that's put on a different challenge, but um, I am working through that. And oh, it is through my perseverance and my ability to adapt and to try to stay positive and seeking help from others that I've been able to continue. So essentially, I've had to redesign myself and re-equip myself with some skills. Social media was not and is not a strong point, but it's something that I'm working on. And doing this interview is a part of that. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be doing a live interview. So this is just one step and one challenge 
that I am working on accomplishing and continuing to pursue social media and improve. Um, that's awesome. So my uh, my next question for you then is, uh, you know, as you sort of gotten into this consulting business and getting mm-hmm. getting that going, who have you sort of discovered is your like your primary uh, clientele that you you work with now? Right now, the primary clientele that I am reaching out to are parents. I'm looking at people who are currently homeschooling or virtual schooling, or just, you know, maybe their child or children are attending school in person and they are working with their children at home. I am really focused on trying to get parents to remember and to remain their child's first teacher. I don't think parents realize the critical importance and value that they have as their child's first teacher. I also, as I mentioned earlier, I like to encourage and help people reach their full potential. So another audience that I am reaching out to are teachers and leaders. You know, I want everyone to reach their full potential in whatever they are striving to do or to be. And I mentioned that I have written a fourth book and I devote two chapters on power tools. I believe that self-esteem, self-competence, self-competence, and resiliency and perseverance are tools that parents can equip their children with starting from birth on. And, And when you think about it, if you don't feel good about yourself, or if you don't have um, strong self-confidence or believe in your competence or be able to problem solve and to be resilient because as you make the journey on whatever you want to do in life, there are gonna be some setbacks. There are gonna be some COVID-19s and other things that are going to affect your life. So you need to know how to bounce back. You need to learn how the problems are. And of course, you need to persevere. And it doesn't matter the gifts that you have, your talents, and your intelligence. But if you don't feel good about who you are, and those gifts and talents that you have been gifted with through God, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So that is something else that through my consulting business and my books that I am promoting um, for parents and other individuals who want to uh, fulfill and realize their full potential, regardless of whatever it is that they want to acquire or whatever their goals are in life. Awesome. So with sort of that in mind, um, I'm going to talk about how you have, uh, you know, how how your skills have sort of developed to help people accomplish those goals. So 
we talk on this show about superpowers, right? Every iconic hero has their superpower, whether that's a fancy flying suit made by genius mm-hmm. intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky. In the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, which is either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with or you developed over your career that really energize all of your other skills, right? It connects everything together. Um, and this superpower is really what sets you apart and allows you to help the people that you're working with help them slay the villains in their life and come out on top in their journey. So with that sort of framing, what do you think your superpower is? Well, I already told you that my uh, uniform would have a big E on it. But as far as my superpower, I think it is my creativity and the ability to look at something and think of creative and different ways to present or to do something. And you can imagine with consulting, as you meet different people, then and they share with you what their concerns are or what they're looking for, you are going to have to have the ability to create and think of, and I call it, um, and this might be another power, out-of-box thinking, to come up with a different way to help them accomplish their goal, or if you're presenting before a group of people or some children, how you can uh, present it in such a way that they will be able to understand what you're talking about and get some meaning from it. So I would say basically, those are the two tools that I've been gifted with. And also, as far as a person and a human being, I have always been a very kind person. Even though I may not have been treated kindly, I have always been kind and very sincere. And I feel that if you ask anyone about me, that they can say that I've always been a very sincere person and a kind person even to the point where some people have said, you know, you are too kind. And and I really feel that you really can't be too kind, but there are some people who take advantage of kindness and sometimes see being kind as a weakness and not a strength. To me, it's a strength. And when you're in the consulting business, it is important that you are not only kind, but you have to be very sincere and very accepting. And you can't be judgmental. And you'll have to accept people as they are and hopefully be able to help them become better and improved versions of themselves. Yeah, you have to be able to accept some accept someone where they are, how they are right now, right. so you can help them move right. to the next stage that they want right. to get to. Right, that's true. To help uh, them move up yeah. and level and up. One of the, one of the things that uh, I've talked about um, with my clients before is this: the idea that, like, when you're working on on anything that involves persuasion, right? Which is, you know, we're getting on someone to help change their actions, which is a lot of what consulting is. It's like, hey, you're here, you want to get here, here's your steps to get there. And you have to persuade right. them to take those actions. So it's a type of persuasion. Anytime you're working with persuasion, you can't go in to that discussion with like, hey, the way you're doing it is wrong or it's stupid or dumb or anything like that. And you should do it this way. My way is better. 
right? Like you can't approach it that way. Um, and so a lot of times Right. you have to, And you have to oh. learn how to be kind and how to in, invite them in to explore new opportunities, right? And see what those might look like and how they might affect their lives. And also, in addition to that, when you're working with other people, you can't go in like you have all, all of the answers. You have to incorporate um, their thoughts and their ideas. And, and as you know, I don't start off by telling people everything that I have done in my past life because I'm always very conscious of not putting people off. Now, if they ask, I will share some of the things that I have done, but that's not where I start. I try to be very um, honest and open, but also I am very humble. So, um, and everyone has a different starting point and everyone has a different story and different gifts. And I find that I learn something regardless of who they are and where they are in their walk of life from everyone. And so that's one of my goals is to learn from everyone that I am associated with. And hopefully they will learn some things from me, but by no means am I the, uh, the expert because I am always willing to learn something new. Absolutely. Um, right. And learning how to, uh, um, to, it was the, the, the longer I have like grown in my business, the more I've realized, like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. <laughs> That's true. So so, true. yeah. So the flip side then of every superpower is the fatal flaw, right? So just like every Superman has his kryptonite or Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad. You probably have a flaw that's held you back in your business, right? Something that you struggled with. For me, it was a couple of things like perfectionism that kept me from uh, shipping or lack of self-care that, you know, let my clients walk all over me um, instead of, you know, actually like taking care of, of yourself. That's, you know, that's, that's sort of that flip side of the, the weakness to kindness that you were talking about is sometimes you'll let people walk all over you. Um, or take advantage of you. But I think more important than what the flaw is, is how have you worked to either rectify that or overcome it or go around it so you can keep growing your business? And hopefully sharing that will help some of our audience learn a little bit from your experience. Well, it's so funny. We do have one flaw in common. That's being a perfectionist. And by that, um, it's made me not be really comfortable with doing videos or doing live um, presentations because I've always been afraid to, you know, make a mistake or say the wrong word. And, you know, I just focus on trying to get everything perfect. But then I, I realized that, you know, I am human and I'm going to make mistakes. And, you know, even when you watch people on TV, uh, the, the commentators, they make mistakes from time to time. So that has one thing that I really have to fight with because, you know, part of this business and there are a zillion consultants is that you have to um, make yourself be present. And there's something that they call brand awareness. So if you want people to be aware of you and who you are, then you're going to have to present yourself and do the videos 
and do those live interviews and do those live um, presentations on Facebook, which um, I did one this morning. Um, it's the first one in a long time, but I decided I'm going to do it. Something else that I have to fight with is patience. And I find that with social media being so new that I expect, or sometimes I want to be able to learn and do everything right away. And sometimes it can be frustrating when you try a new app or um, you try a new media and you don't get it the first time or the second time. So I'm working on that and trying to talk to myself and say, okay, Sheila, let's take our time and be patient. And even with this business, you know, as I told you, I retired um, three years ago. And so really, I am really just starting to get my feet on the ground and to get my business off the ground. And I have to be patient. It is not going to happen overnight. And probably the third thing that I really fight is, you know, when I look at Facebook and I see people who seem to be very comfortable or I watch uh, some other video or Facebook presentations and it's, hey, this is such and such and I've done this. And they just look. Um, so at ease with what they're doing. And so I have to be mindful that I have to be authentic and be true to who I am, that yeah. I can't be like the other people that I see or try to model what I do the way they do it. So one of the things that I'm also working on is finding my own voice, my own audience and zeroing in on that because the only person that I can be is me and I cannot model myself after anyone else. And if it's going to take time for this business to grow and for people to accept me for who I am, then I have to be patient and persevere and understand and accept that it's going to take time, but yeah. it's going to be so important for me to be authentic and be yeah, I, I can re relate to uh, all three of those points, right? With the, uh, like learning to be authentic um, is, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like you, you see, you see all the people who are successful in whatever space you're in. You're like, oh, maybe I should be like them or maybe I should do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you realize that like the thing that you need to be successful is you need to learn how to turn you up right? How to be right. you at the next level. And that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to accept that people like there's people out there who need to hear your story and hear your perspective and are going to connect with the way that you teach and the way that you talk. Um, and right. when you're not doing that, you're not going to have that connection. So that's, that's a hard, hard skill to learn. I'm still struggling with that myself, even though I you know run a podcast <laughs> like this and do all those things. Um, and the patience one, it was huge. And I remember when I started my business, you know, 12 years ago now, um, I was, you know, you had get in that thought of like, you know, I'm going to be able to accomplish so much this next year, right. Or the mm -hmm. next two years. And then, you know, a year goes by and two years go by and three years go by and four years go by. And you're still not like where you thought you were going to be at the end of first, the first year. 
and it can be discouraging. Um, but you realize that like the the path to your success is not one of those like straight upward curves. You have all sorts of things to learn. Mm -hmm. It goes up and down and it goes all over the place. Um, and it's it's the success is over the long term, right? It's what what you can do in 10 years and in 15 years. That's impressive. It's not, you know, the all the, th the stories you hear of, uh, you know, people having overnight success um, is just not true, right? They're, you're, you might see just the last portion of their journey, <laughs> um, but you didn't see the 10 years of prep they put into it um, right. and all the work that they, they did. And so a lot of the, uh, the, the overnight success stuff just isn't true. And I think it, it does a disservice to people who are getting started as entrepreneurs to think that it's going to be easy and quick to get where you want to go. And it just isn't the case. Yes, that's so true. So yeah. true. Yeah. And the perfectionism thing, I, I totally feel you there. My, uh, that's like, that's my big, uh, my big thing. And I know like for me, um, the big changeover came when I had a, uh, a mentor of mine. Um, she was like the, uh, perfectionism is the lowest standard you can hold yourself to because it doesn't exist. So you're, you're holding yourself to nothing. If you're saying I'm, right. it's gotta be perfect. Um, and she's like, so you have to pick something that actually has a measurable value. Um, and judge yourself there instead um, of perfectionism because perfection doesn't exist. You can't have it. So it's not, it's the lowest standard you could possibly have. And that was like, it was a mental, major mental shift for me. And I realized, okay, so if it's not perfect, isn't what I'm looking for, what am I looking right. for? And it's like, for me, it was learning to focus on like, what's the end result I want to get for my client, right? Mm -hmm. And what do I need in order to get that result? And as soon as I've got that ready to go, then you can ship. And, you know, I think part of that perfectionism and that fear is, I, you know, I have spent the majority of my life around children. I feel very comfortable with children. And I think part of it is a concern about making a mistake in front of my peers, you know, fearing what my peers will say about me. Uh, if they will criticize me. And I think that led into part of my perfectionism. You know, no one wants to appear like they don't know what they're talking about or no one wants to be seen uh, making a mistake. But as I said, that's something that I have been working on. And you're right. Um, perfection um, is not something that's obtainable. And it's really, as you said, not something to really strive for. So right now, I am looking at where I started like two years ago and where I am now, and I see that I have improved. So I'm just going to look at where I am and how my business progresses as I become more visible and more skilled at and in what I'm doing. So that's what I'm striving for. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about your common enemy, right? So every superhero has an arch nemesis, right? It's a thing they constantly have to fight against in their world. In the world of business, it takes on many forms, but generally speaking, we put it in the context of your clients, right? The people that you're helping in your consulting practice, right? And it's a mindset or it's a flaw that you constantly have to fight to overcome so that you can help them get the results they came to you for, right? 
And like if you had your magic wand right at the beginning of the relationship, as soon as they hired you, you could just bop them on the head and make that mindset go away. What is that arch nemesis that you constantly have to fight against in your world? Well, in my world, I would say the biggest thing that I fight against is uh, self-esteem. And as I said to you that, you know, you have to feel good about yourself. And a lot of the people that I meet don't feel good about themselves and are not satisfied with where they are. And they want to be better. And even for myself, you know, I would love to be uh, a top-notch person in social media and really be skillful in technology and be knowledgeable about a lot of apps. But I am not. And I have learned some things. So um, that's what I have to, that's the flaw that I have to fight against and also a flaw that I see in other people. Because I, you know, I think sometimes we have the tendency to look at others and as I mentioned earlier, at what they're doing and we want to be that way too or to do what they're doing. And something, another flaw is being judgmental. You know, I do not want to judge people for where they are and what they're doing. And I have to be open-minded at all times with people that I meet, um, their, their situations, their story, and their walk. Um, because if I'm not open-minded about things, then I, I feel that that will affect me as a consultant and how um, open I can be to what their needs are, to understand what their needs are. And it would probably stunt my ability to really be of service to them and to help them and to plan activities or presentations or workshops or give seminars, or even speak as a speaker um, to help them level up and to further develop their skills or to improve their mindsets. So those flaws are, are struggles that I think not only um, other people have, but I have to be, um, if there's a kryptonite, that I have to be on the lookout for for myself too. Yeah, yeah. So like learning how to help help your clients overcome the same self-esteem issues that you deal with in your business. Right. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So the flip side then of the, of, of the common enemy is your driving force, right? It's what you fight for. Just like uh, Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you fight for with your business? What is your mission, so to speak? Well, I mentioned, I gave you a little idea of what my mission is earlier. But one of the things that I fight for is acceptance. And I fight for people to use, really use whatever gifts and talents they have and to use it to the best of their ability. So my mission is to help everyone reach their full potential 
and to be the best that they can be, regardless of who they are and what they are doing in life. And also, and I shared with you my story about Karen, another mission that I have is to promote the acceptance of differences, whether it be uh, cultural differences, and to be accepting of people who may face challenges mentally or physically. Um, you know, this world is made up of so many people and we gain so much from others. So if we can be accepting of diversity and have that willingness to work with people regardless of who they are, and where they are, I think that's probably one of the big, biggest uh, things that would just help this world in general. And so that's one of my my missions. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, there are we've definitely seen um, a lot of uh, political upheaval over not accepting yeah. political or accepting diversity this year. Right. This year, whether or not it's. Uh, you know, right. racial tensions or political tensions and just understanding that, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like or what you believe in, we can still be neighbors and be cordial right. with each other and learn to love and accept each other as neighbors. Right. And work together. Yes. Work together. Work together to make to make our, our country and our world a better place. So <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with you there. The Hero Show will be right back. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now we're back to the hero show. So my, my next question for you then is about your own personal heroes, right? So every every hero has their mentors, right? Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, Spider-Man even had Uncle Ben, right? So who were some of your heroes? Were they real life mentors, speakers or authors, maybe peers who were a couple of years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your business? Well, I have several heroes and one I want to mention as I told you, I'm originally from New Jersey. And when I moved to Georgia in 1979, I started teaching during 
1986 in the Camden County school system. And there was an individual, her name was Dr. Liz Jordan. And I just remember um, how helpful she was to me as a new principal in a new school system in a new area. Um, not only was she um, a great mentor, but she was a very strong Christian woman. And, I, and I'll never forget all the conversations we had and, and how I would meet with her from time to time in her office. And she always, always encouraged not only me, but other people. She was well known. And we lost her as she passed nine years ago. But I still think about her. And she was my, my hero and my mentor. And the person that I also want to mention to you is uh, someone who is a former parent of mine. And her name is Mrs. Carlica Basnight Menendez. Yes, all of that, as she says. Uh, she is an empowerment coach. And to see where she has come from, from where she started, um, we cross paths again. And she has been very helpful to me. She has encouraged me. Uh, she's recently um, become an author, which will be published soon. Um, her book is titled The AVE. And she and I would recommend it to anyone who is starting their business. Um, she talks about um, her story and where she started and her beginning. And she gives you tips and techniques for starting your business and brand awareness. So um, I'm going to highly recommend that um, her book be read. And she is my hero. And, and I know that you always ask not only who our hero is, but I would love to have you interview her. And I feel that her story would um, really motivate others. And one of the things that she says all the time is, you know, when you change your perspective, you can change your world. And it's so true. When you yeah. look at your, see yourself differently, it does change your world. So I would love to have you um, interview her on your show. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll have to, uh, we, you know, we got the, uh, the heroes challenge out of the way before we even got to it. Um, so yes. that's cool. Um, and it's always fun when you, when you meet people in your life that are, uh, you know, that really help you see where you could go, see what the potential is mm -hmm. um, and help you move forward. So that's a, it's a cool story. So I guess my last question for you then is about your guiding principles, right? One of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever puts them in Arkham Asylum. Um, so as we wrap up the interview and I talk about the top one, maybe two principles you use in your life regularly, maybe something you wish you'd know when you first started out as a uh, business person. Well, there are really two guiding principles. And one, um, I knew earlier, but and it was always something that I did in the back of my mind. And I guess you could call it the golden rule, but it's to treat others 
the way you want to be treated, even though they may not treat you with kindness. And that's something that I have always done. And it's still a guiding principle for me with my business. And the other is to do what is always right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as I mentioned, and this ties in with the first principle that I gave, you know, sometimes it's hard when people are ugly to you or they do things or say things that hurt for you to do what's right. So when you hear that they're having hard times or if they're in need, then regardless of the way they have treated you, then you follow your spirit. And if you're led to pray for them or to call for them or to help them financially, then you do it. You always do what is right, regardless of the situation uh, or where you are or the event or the circumstance. You do what is right. And I um, try to spend time following my spirit and doing what my spirit tells me to do. And if you do what is right, you can't go wrong. Yeah. And, you know, they say integrity is doing what's right, even when no one's looking. Right. right. Um, so it's it's all, all the time. <laughs> uh, it's a good, good way to live your mm-hmm. life. So since we already got the heroes challenge out of the way, we'll reach out afterwards and see if we can get an introduction to her and get her on the show. Um, okay. The uh, we have have our in comic books. There's always the send off, right? The uh, it's the crowd of people who are cheering and clapping, clapping for their uh, uh, the acts of heroism. So as we close, I want to know where people can find you, right? Where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak, and say, "Hey, Sheila, I need your help." Um, and I think more importantly okay. than where they can go to do that is who are the right types of people to reach out and say and and ask for that help. Well, the right type of people are people who are wanting to be a better version of themselves. Um, People who are wanting to enlist the help of a consultant, whether it be regarding education, uh, parents who want to do a better job being their child's first teacher, uh, teachers, leaders, Um, For instance, I can talk with principals, aspiring principals. I can talk with business managers and also youth, um, young people who are embarking on their life. And they're not quite sure what they want to do. I have some stories that I can share with them. And I am, you know, I have a website and I don't know if you want me to give that, but I have a website. It's www. Can I give it? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. It's okay. All right. www.sheilaecares. That's all together. Lowercase.com. And I am in the process of having it redesigned, but it's still available. And also, I'm on Facebook, just Sheila Sapp. And if they're interested in emailing me, my email address is SheilaSapp15 at gmail.com, all lowercase. And if they visit my website, 
they will see a list of services and presentations that I, I am available to give. And of course, with COVID-19, I am doing everything via Zoom. I also offer um, free consulting chats. They're 30 minutes. And in that way, if they want to have a chat, we can talk and I can learn more about them and tell them how I can help them and share with them some more about me and my services. Cool. Well, so that's what I have uh, available so right now. SheilaEcares.com. Um, and we'll definitely, if you're, if you're in that space and you're looking to, if you're homeschooling your kids, you're, uh, you know, a teacher working to working with kids definitely takes time to reach out to Sheila. Um, and, uh, again, Sheila, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Um, is there any, uh, final words of wisdom you want to give to our audience before I hit this, uh, stop record button? Well, <laughs> my daughter says I talk too much, but the words that I, my final words of wisdom are to be authentic, authentic, be sincere, and be yourself. And if you're authentic, sincere, and if you be yourself, you can't go wrong. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Sheila. I really and, appreciate it. And thank you. I really have enjoyed the, uh, the interview. And I hope you get to come to, to uh, Georgia and maybe stop by Woodbine. We have some sites here, too. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do when we get start getting up the coast. But again, thank you for coming on today.